Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is AJ with Recovering Babylonians. In the last episode, we posed the question, was George Washington a Satanist? While that question's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, were our founding fathers actually deists and Freemasons? And did that have any influence on the writing of the Constitution or the founding of the United States? We really want to jump into this question, so we thank you guys for joining us. We hope it's as enlightening for you guys as it was for us. I just want to reiterate, if you guys can, please check us out on YouTube and Rumble, as well as on Twitter at rbabylonians and Facebook and Instagram at recoveringbabylonians. So let's just get straight into this episode. Take it away. No. Give me liberty or give me death. Yeah. That's right. What does that phrase mean? So, so yeah. Who said that? Who said that? That was uh um, one of those one of those early Paul Revere. American. I don't know. We've no, been no, studying no, no. we've been studying the forefathers for so much lately. I could not tell you. But what does it really mean to you though? That's what you were asking. So mm. give me liberty or give me death. What is liberty in your mind? Well, obviously freedom right freedom and so you know in in my mind it gives me just the immediate like christian idea of hey they were under especially in the first century with nero and all these you know these these other caesars mm-hmm. you know, really kaiser is really kind of how they would say it. but yeah these, these caesar these caesar characters these 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 imperial these emperors that they had in the early Roman, early, you know, in the first century Rome, you know, they were willing to give their life for Christ. And so, like, how how do do you feel that that's liberty though? Well, it's liberty. Because you're demanding that that they would be get freedom. Give me liberty or give me death. Mm. What do you want? I don't know. So, so I mean, we, we had talked about this, and we have talked about a lot of this offline. Uh, one of the subjects we wanted to tackle as recovering Babylonians, we wanted to talk about what the real differences was between were what the real differences were between biblical liberty, biblical freedom, and the actual idea of the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. Now, there are <laughs> the founding fathers themselves are just shrouded in all of this kind of conspiracy in, in certain dark areas. Occultic Cult, things. satanic, deism, atheism, agnosticism, all of the stuff that they've been claimed at. But is that true? Years. I always thought George Washington was a Satan worshiper. I thought so he was a, I. A, th- a 33 degree Masonic knight of the whatever holy order. I, he, what, was what a grand, he was a grand wizard he of was the a wizard. Masonic Lodge wizard, before that a, was even a thing. We burn wizards and witches. Thought. That's what we do. Why, why, is he, why is he the forefather of our country? No, I, re- I remember learning in high school that in history class that, yeah, George Washington was a devout Mason and he was a devout deist. But was that actually true? I mean, there was also, there's there's tons of statues everywhere that say, like, you know, George Washington, Freemason and President of the United States. Like, Freemason Mm -hmm. was a higher title form, bust of them on marble statues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, (sighs) statues in general are very 
Grecian, pagan, Roman kind of things, and isn't like having these enshrinements. But the truth is, is like, were our founding fathers based on a biblical idea of Christianity, or like all of our inception of the country of the United States of America today, where you can look out now and obviously see that they're not following the Americanism, the ism that is America. America, America. It's not exactly biblical. So, uh, our resident expert uh, on this particular subject, Little John over here, our button pusher. Little John. Buttons. 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 <laughs> has studied a couple of books and, and it has a little bit of an insight to us on a little bit more firsthand accounts of the forefathers and a little bit more into their religious ideology. So, Take it away, Little John. Were they Christians or were they Satan worshiper baby eaters like I want to believe? <laughs> well, well, first off, where did you hear this? Who who, who showed you this? So, did you watch a YouTube video? So growing up, <laughs> um, I was a homeschooler. Mm -hmm. You know how that yeah. is. So I didn't grow up in, in high school like like uh, like AJ and uh, Bear did. Yeah, um, my mom taught me right. She took me to public school. Yeah. That's right. She put me through that government organized <laughs> that government religion. I mean, uh, school. <laughs> Wait a minute. That Wait a minute. Government made religion. So I I grew up being taught these these critical thinking skills that our schools no longer teach. Things like that and. And I had heard multiple times over, you know, you watch the movie uh, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. and are still the independent, the, you know, the Declaration of Independence. And, and, and says that, yeah, these guys were Freemasons and there's evidence on and on the back of the Declaration of Independence and yada, yada, yada. Wait a minute, didn't they say, didn't they say like there was a hologram on the back of the Declaration Basically, of Independence? Basically, it was a, a message it was a written heated, in invisible in invisible ink, ink to, to, heat heat to heat up to see, that kind of stuff. That's, and it's true. You know, I've seen that kind of, <laughs> I've seen I've, it. I've seen I've that seen kind of crap on Indiana Jones when he's in the Temple of Doom. Uh huh. I you talked to, to Joseph Robinette Biden myself. <laughs> <laughs> he proved it. And um, very coherent that guy. Yeah. And so, as as trying to be a truth seeker, I it's been a bigger topic in the last couple of years. Whenever I heard it, I kind of wound up accepting it, like y'all did. And Excuse me. You're just what? saying that we're some simple-minded people what? who just, no, I just it heard it, and, and I feel I feel attacked. Ow, why'd you kick me? I am personally offended. <laughs> and I'm triggered, um, guys. And uh trigger warning. Trigger. Uh your founding fathers might not have been Satan eaters. Satan baby eaters, you know? And so I Satan worship and baby eaters. That's oh what my I gosh. Say. Sorry. And so uh being trying to be a truth seeker, I decided uh, a couple weeks ago to to undertake the the investigation of it. And and my first investigations were were on the internet like Every normal person goes to now. Doctor Google, Professor Google, Rabbi Google, Rabbi Google, Rabbi Google, highly exalted Google. And that's where I went with it. And one article, and uh, I wish I could pull the article up now, but it uh, referenced a book by David Barton. Uh -huh. uh, the book being the question of Freemasonry and the Founding Fathers, and I have the book here with me today. Now, real quick, I got a question for you. And, Go ahead. And here's here's the deal. Can you kind of explain why we're talking about Freemasonry? So the the brother manry for the um, yes for the, the hidden, fraternity for the hidden the ways. hidden the hidden Illuminati fraternity that is the Freemasons because the the other claim besides that the founding fathers were deists and that they were agnostic atheists was that they were also Freemasons and did sacrifices and had secret hand signals and all this other stuff and 
having heard that a lot and oh, never right. seeing the evidence for it and and i wanted I, I wanted to see the evidence for it i've seen tons of painting so have i i've seen the painting i've watched I've a seen, lot of youtube videos a I've lot seen the youtube videos i've seen all of that but even then there there doesn't seem to there didn't seem to be a lot of substantial evidence for it so i did my best digging to find the substantial evidence and it led me back to the paintings and the monuments and all the things that we have nowadays but if you look at the dates that those were made they were made a hundred years 200 years some of the more recent ones being within the 1900s most of those paintings and monuments were made in in the late 1800s so wait like i mean these are these are monuments and stuff that are honoring not, yes. i mean the president of the united states but also the predominant forefathers who were they're honoring their Freemasonry? They're they're honoring yes. they're honoring their, their their fraternity in Freemasons. Yes, and I mean there's several pictures of uh, there's several paintings commissioned of George Washington, other forefathers, you know, wearing the big goofy Masonic. I mean, uh, half, half. I don't understand. I don't understand the apron. Like, are I they hiding either. something? I, I don't do. Know. They run around with like their crotch cut out in their pants. They and, made like, bread a lot. Make bread. Okay, they're break. bakers. I, I would. I claim not Masons. Okay, no. So were the Levites. The free bakers. So were the Levites. <laughs> the free bakers. So, yeah, those paintings and stuff. Most of those were made recently, mm. within the last hundred years. Are those pro are, are those proper representations of what they actually were like? What the founding fathers' beliefs were? I mean, we're led to believe that. We're led to believe that. We're told that. We're told that in the schools. There's a there's a book that's out. I don't remember who wrote it. Uh, it's called the the Godless Constitution. Godless Constitution. The Godless okay. Constitution, and and uh, David Barton owns a copy of this book, and he has it in his museum. And in the end notes section of that book, the authors claim and said, "We have departed from the normalcy of making in uh, footnotes and end notes, and and have done away with it." So if they had evidence for it, why wouldn't they put it in there? Wait, have is, evidence is for... an op-ed not true? No. Oh, okay. If if anything, if if and this is through a a critical thinking mindset. Um, if a source, it's a fallacy. If you claim a source and do not list it, or claim a fact and do not have evidence for it, it's called a, it's called a fallacy of uh, fact without evidence. Fact without evidence. Okay. It's a fact without evidence fallacy. If somebody says that appeal the, to authority almost. What? Or is that a different type of fallacy? Well, that, the the fallacy of appeal to authority? Uh, not not quite that. It's appeal the... to authority is is uh, trying to twist your words okay. to, to more. Right. It, it, it's, it's the claiming... Some, like, if I told you the sky is green without showing you a picture of the sky is, that the sky being green, then that well, would be tossed appeal to down. Fact but yes. I've seen green skies. Yes, you have. But if I told you, if I told you right now that the sky is green... Without, like, if we were in a room with no windows and I said the sky is green right now without showing you a photograph timestamp with five minutes ago, then. But that you would have been the green sky out. five minutes ago. Well, I mean, right. If you, can't, if you can't come up with evidence in general, I mean, you have things, uh, law, um, judiciary process has to have witnesses in general. Exactly. Which is also, that is a very. Mm -hmm. staunchly predefined thing even in the bible and in yes. the law of god you have to have two to three witnesses there has to be evidence in some way or form and or so nature. people not showing the evidence is what made me start questioning it. well of course if they don't have the evidence exactly thinking, how is this actually true? so that's when i started diving into this that's when i found david barton's book and <laughs> picture it didn't happen <laughs> yeah exactly 
um, that's where, where I found David Barton's book. David Barton's book, the, again, it's called The Question of Freemasonry and the Founding Fathers. Link and in the description below, by the way. We will. We will drop the link it. in the description for anybody that wants to buy it from wallbuilders.org. Uh, I believe it's .org. Yeah. .org.com. And, uh, Wall Builders is the foundation. We will definitely link them in the description. Yes. Um, it's a phenom. They are uh, located down in Texas. They own a library of uh, over 100,000 documents predating 1812, and they do not have a count on how many documents they have after 1812. Um, but it's mm. over. It's over 100,000. It's so many documents. Docu like documents for what? For Papers, uh, letters, uh, I have books. the documents. <laughs> yeah, we have them. We have documents. They were all of these They're things. They the have. Uh, they actually have a uh, Bible uh, that was the first Bible ever uh, printed in America. Ooh. And this Bible actually, uh, in in the opening book, like the opening page of the Bible says, "This Bible is for use in American schools." Ooh. Okay. And. Uh, you can find all such of that a, stuff. Is that right such next a to far that, fetched concept now? Well, is, yeah. is that right next to the the Quran that says this is this is available for American mosques or American schools or church uh, schools? Or, or was you, you don't know or was the, you know was the founding of the the American <laughs> system the American country was the government mm -hmm. and the schooling system was it meant to to encompass all religions? No. Or was it only meant to encompass Christianity? So, so let's let's dive into that. So okay, here we go. If your foundation believes that it is a Christian society, that that we were founded on Christian beliefs, then that opens up this argument as to well, wait a minute. We we've got this this disconnect. If you believe that your country is a found like founded on these biblical concepts, then why are we claiming now that, or why is so many claiming being Freemasonry, deism, agnosticism, everything like that, but you have evidence like the Bible that says it was made for schools, mm. made for public schools, like American schools, and there's the argument of, well, it was for everything, but, if, but uh, I believe it was uh, Thomas Jefferson said that the uh, American laws are for a righteous and upright people and in order to be in American uh, law system you had to be a Christian and belong and profess Christianity profess the name of Jesus in order to be a congressman in in the early 1700s that was a standard you had to be that right because Which, Jefferson was Jefferson was posed the question about will there be a state demanded religion mm -hmm. and the, the the separation of church and state is not that you leave religion or you leave the christian religion which yeah. is what their intention was i mean jefferson himself is uh, jefferson i believe yeah. or at least he was one of the only ones that i did believe was a self-professing christian because yeah. he had first-hand accounts first-hand journals that said that he believed in god went to a regular church yeah. um and he, his separation of church and state was supposed to be that there was not going to be a state-demanded religion or denomination. Or that there was more that there wasn't going to be a, that the church wasn't going to rule the state. 
Right. That was more his standard on that. Now, or the church because, was because they that came makes out a lot of more that. sense. Because that's what they came out they, of. They, they came, came out, out of a British, British. They came out of British monarchy, which the monarchy and the church were both the queen or the king was the head of the church. And head because church. yeah, and the head of the state. Exactly. And head of the state. And it was supposed to be that separation that a church was a church and the state was the state, and they worked together to create a good nation. Right. That mm. they did. That they that one didn't rule over the other. That. It was a symbiotic relationship where they both worked together to improve the nation. That Still, was I think, plan. a bad move. I mean, they should have just, like, forced the Bible down people's throats. Yeah. Personally, in my opinion, I'm just saying. But you can't do that. I mean... In, in, why not? And in a nation where 90% believed in Christianity. I'm going to make my own nation. The other 10% I'm going to make my own nation. The other 10% were natives or Jewish. Well, probably less. There yeah. was very few Muslims in America. What did you say, Bear? Sorry. I said I was going to make my own America with Blackjack and Torah. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> Blackjack and Torah. Blackjack and Torah. <laughs> so, okay. We're, I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic here. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> we're good. Let's let's talk about on this 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 idea <laughs> on whether Ooh. the Founding Ooh. Fathers were Freemasons, out, whether AJ. they were deists, whether they were agnostic or atheists. What is, okay. what is a deist? If you can't, a, if deist you kind of simply, uh, a deist is simply somebody who believes there is a God, but does air not quotes, think air quotes, air God. quotes around God, but doesn't think that he plays a part at all in creating. He thinks like an he, active part an in active a modern part that he doesn't affect anything. That he's just kind of an eye in the back, kind of set it in motion and kind exactly. of step back. Exactly, he, he spun the top and he's just like, I'll well, see where it lands. Exactly, that's that's a deistic God. Okay, um, that's deism. Atheism is the belief in no God, um, or more like more the belief that uh, science, like it's kind of this belief started in this belief in no God. Modern modern atheism has become a belief a science is God. Science believes. I mean, atheism, atheist was supposed a, to be anti-theist. It was supposed anti, to be anything against any God, any exactly. God. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't. It, it's a Greek mindset. A meaning contrary <laughs> to, theist meaning God, God. So contrary to God. Exactly. So yeah, um, right. And I've then, come up with so many, like I've come up against so many atheists and people like that, and they said, "Well, you're, uh, we're both atheists, except I go one god further." And I'm like, "No, an atheist believes in no god at all. I'm a theist. I believe in God, in a god. Yes, that means I am a theist. Yeah. And then an agnostic is simply somebody who doubts the existence of a god. Right. I, agnosticism or gnosticism, they're, they're, they're both around knowledge. So gnosticism is someone who gains knowledge. Agnosticism is someone who does not know, does not have knowledge. Exactly. So that's just a brief example of that. Now, is there any questions or anything so far? Well, no, that's specific it. But my, I was going to tell you that, I mean, you've described him well, but where did it come from, the idea that the founding fathers themselves mm -hmm. were not all christian i mean like i like i said earlier i believe that jefferson was a was a christian yes. but um where's the evidence that people like washington or adams or quincy adams uh any of them were actual self-professing christians christians um mostly in their personal writings in personal writings and first-hand accounts so um for main focus here being george washington George Washington had more first-hand accounts than he actually had his self-written stuff. Um, I believe that that's because he believed that his actions would speak louder than his words ever would. Okay. Um, that's my personal opinion on that matter and why he doesn't have a lot of writings on that. 
Um, there are enough to substantiate that he was a Christian from his own professing mouth. But a lot of the ones on, uh, a lot of the first-hand accounts um, came, uh, more than three of them, a lot of them came from, I can't give an exact number, I'm sorry about that, but... Uh, I mean, it's not really a point about, like, the exact number. But, but at least Dave Barton shows at least three reverends that all interacted with George Washington set, calling him a quote-unquote professor of Christ, and not a teacher but a verbal professor of professing Christ. professing yeah. christ Profe professor a, back then meant quite different than yes it's not Someone a it's not a teacher of. it's a it's a person who simply speaks of christ the way we think of professor nowadays is more of like the ancient greeks would think of as orator exactly someone oh, yeah. who would teach people. somebody who teaches somebody like but that but in, in that context a orator. professor was someone who was willing to profess christ as lord yes so hmm. I see even there that's kind of hinting at the change even in the uh even in the language itself i mean an idea of a professor versus a professor you can see where some of our ideologies eventually became very greek very pagan very roman and they shifted and changed over time and we'll talk about that in a little bit but i mean get a chance to go and look at some of your national monuments people they are very romanesque yes and we'll talk on that a little more in a minute as to why those were that why those are that way but like Focusing on most of the most of the other founding fathers, it was the same kind of thing. A lot of them had evidence of self or self uh, proclamations of being Christians. Mm. Um, John Adams and Samuel Adams, both believed to be Freemasons, both wrote letters claiming that they never were, never will be, and uh, do not condone being a Freemason. And this was in a time period, and I know this is going to shock most people, but if we go back and look at Freemasonry history, when it was started back in 980, uh, a lot of modern Freemasonries, Freemasons want to tie it back into Solomon's Temple and, and way back into the like late B.C. time period. Way, like, way and further. That, and that's a particular point any, where we're kind of interested in Solomon's Temple, Temple in general, exactly. biblical stuff. I mean, that's... That tickles but, our fancy, man, yeah. but when you start saying Masonic, I mean, today, Masonics are creepy and yeah. secretive and, and eat, eating babies, so... I know. <laughs> so, they started back in the 900s of a community of Masons, stone Masons, people who would build buildings, and uh, the reason they were called Freemasons was because they traveled. They had lodges where they would stay and they would travel place to place, building for anybody that would commission them. Call it like nomad masons? Nomad, ma free masons. It was yeah, during they the, freely roamed. They freely like roamed. Free range chicken. This was during the Renaissance, stuff like that. And, they, and that was the terminology, was that so they, they were, were organic free. masons. They were organic masons. They were crunchy. Crunchy, Crunch, free crunchy, range. Free range masons. Organic chickens. Masons. And so they, they, would, they would go around and they developed a... a the, the, the hand signs and stuff like that developed then and, and everything like that. And uh, the earliest document that was shown that they have is of 1400 uh, AD. Mm. They have a document that, sh that was a constitution written by the Freemasons uh, that opened up with a prayer. And it, it was the main setting that set, up, that set them up as a Christian organization. It claimed, G it claimed the Godhead. It said, Say what? You have to... No say what? 
you have to, that that in order to be a member, you had to proclaim the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It proclaimed the entire Godhead. You had to proclaim the entire Godhead. You had to claim Jesus as your Lord and Savior and be a member of a church. No, like a like an act like an active member of a church. And an act, yes, that was in okay. 1400. It was restated in 1701. Then, in about 1717, that's whenever American Freemason came masonry came in and they embraced that Christian root even more so. And a little while after that, uh, you have to, they, let me clarify, you have to separate the idea of English Freemasonry from American Freemasonry. Okay, European so they were, they were, now, that, now you're... Now they were different. They were not the same thing. So why keep the name? I think I asked you that the other time, you the did. other night. Because why does any church that moved, why did any church that moved from England to America keep the name? It was familiar. It was film, familiarity. Okay, um, I see. It was I, just, I, if I can interject yeah, for yeah. just one second. Um, I think it's the same reason why we, you know, we are Christians. Like, yeah. like we have mentioned in previous podcasts, like, like we have professed that, you know, don't get us, don't get it twisted. You know, we keep the law and things like that, but we don't do that for salvation. Yeah, that's not salvation. We are Christians, Christians because the meaning of Christians is we profess Christ as Lord. Christ is Yahweh, God of Israel, Isaac, or you know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. <coughs> amen. We, prof we profess amen. Him as our God. Oh, amen. And we profess Jesus Christ as our only way to salvation. Preach it. And that through Him, there is no redemption, there is no salvation, but through His blood yeah. and His sacrifice amen. on that cross. And the reason we profess the title of Christian, even though we may not, you know, we, we love our Christian brothers. That title, we love that our, title will in invoke certain thoughts in someone's head. Right. There's exactly. An expectation. And so when you say Christian, automatically people say, okay, you're a Sunday going church. You know, you go to church on Sundays. You know, there's, I mean, that's the big one, right? Right. And yeah, we go to church on Saturdays because we believe in the Sabbath, but we are still, we, you know, not Seventh-day Adventists. We firmly believe in the Protestant view of Christianity, except we also, you know, keep all the, all the commandments from the Old Testament. But with that, it's the same idea as the Freemasons from early on mm. to the inception of Christianity or Freemasonry in America that was Christ-centered is that they, I, I think this is probably where they came from is they you know, they, they saw that connection and they wanted to continue with that foundation because they understood, because people understood what that stood for, but they also wanted to make a specific differentiation between, mm -hmm. you know, like, yes, we are Freemasons and, you know, and this is what we stand for because there was a different Freemasonry that was happening at the same time in Europe. Yes. That was different. That's so... From yeah. Ahead, so sorry. no, you go ahead, because okay. you, you're no, you got this. Our resident historian, our resident little, historian. little John, little John. So in uh, roughly the same time period as the split happened between American Freemasonry becoming starting up in in America and Europe, and what was going on in European Freemasonry, European Freemasonry at that point had hit a low, and they is about seventeen seventeen that area a little bit little bit before or a little bit after probably. Um, they had hit a low, and so they started bringing in people. 
that just anybody, you no longer had to be a Christian to be a Freemason. You could be any religion ever. And they then adjusted the like meaning of being a Christian, that Jesus was no longer deity, that he was just a man. They oh. took on that that idea, and what that basically now you're saying to, this was this was European. This was European. European Clarify again. This was European Freemasonry that did this, and they went downhill into paganism. They're they're what they immediately became. In in they immediately took in in Illuminati members and this mess of people and other secret societies other stuff other started infiltrating like other stuff wanted you know and it it changed their basis so while that was happening in europe american freemasonry kept on with their staunch christian foundation if i can jump in for one second that's where we get the idea of the illuminati comes from italy which means the light enlightened ones literally in italian it means the enlightened one yep. um you get the idea of the Rosicrucians, mm. um, connected to that as well. You get the Knights Templar that we see in England is prevalent. Mm. You get the, this is all in the, like in the European context, not what he's specifically talking about, but at the simultaneously where there's the Christian it's, Freemasonry happening in America, there was in the, in the European context, there was the Rosicrucians, the Jesuits, the, uh, the Knights Templar. Um, if you connect, you know, Europe and Britain, you get all of these these other factions of Freemasonry, where in free in European Freemasonry it was different than the American Freemasonry, but eventually made its way, just like clothing and fashion uh, <laughs> nowadays uh, started. It, it moved from Europe England. to America. We see that same movement happening back then, from in Freemasonry. You saw this happen with um, their move from Christian origins to paganism moving over to america way later but not at the inception as as ian's talk or as little john is talking about uh -oh. we've already made that mistake once i mean <laughs> sorry he's my little bro it's really hard it's okay. sometimes it's really hard but little little john little john um but yeah that whole idea of the european moving over to the american is is what he's getting on and so i just wanted to kind of jump in there and throw that in in case it wasn't fully clear right now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, AJ. So. Appreciate that. So He remembered your moniker. Anyway, what's oh, up, guys? Well, you know. <laughs> shots fired. I'm just over here. I'm so good at I don't think I'd be called by my real name. What, what is my real name? I don't know I mean, what your name is. It's AJ, Adam. I think. I don't know. It's AJ. I don't know. I don't know. So as this, <laughs> as this happened know. in Europe, American Freemasonry continued to, to grow in its Christian foundations. They brought in pastors, they brought in all of these people, and they regularly had uh, gospel preaching in their lodges regularly. They had meetings of it every, like every week. They would bring a pastor in and they would have the pastor teach the gospel. Hmm, okay. And as this continued on, this, uh, this went through the American Revolution and into the 1800s. In about 1813, they started to see a decline again. People no longer wanted to be a part of this fraternity that Freemasonry was. And so what wound up happening is they had to do the same thing that they felt the need to do the same thing that England did. Mm. I, I would say probably, you know, bad parties came in and they said, hey, you guys aren't that doing also, very well. Yeah, mm, uh, that let's was jump in thing. here and help you guys build up people. Because, hey, over here in Europe, we're building people back exactly. up. Exactly. 
So yeah, things like that happen, and that's that's a little more speculation. There's no yeah, evidence that's, that's showing speculation that, for sure. but that's a very plausible. I mean, there was already just real quick, just uh-huh. small speculation, small tangent. But I mean, like most things are kind of like that. When you start to see that uh, your numbers are dwindling, it means that your your really your income base is dwindling, right? If you don't have mm-hmm. as many subscribers, yeah. Patreon in the description. If you don't have as many people giving you money, you start to look in any way you can to get the cash in. Exactly. So if you start to, I mean, this is you're you're talking about the 1800s here, and 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 if anybody does a quick you know stroll down history lane, you can see that in the history of America, this is where a lot of things started to change. Exactly. This was part of that uh, 80 year turning cycle. This was starting of Wild West area. Yeah, this is yeah. yes, exactly. We're starting to get into a lawless kind of state because we were moving out west. Mm-hmm. We were getting to a point. This is where things from certain Christian uh, communities and colonies and things like that, where they still viewed and kept uh, a seventh day Sabbath and Christmas was illegal. Mm-hmm. Then they start to legalize it in this era. Yeah, and with all that, um, the I mean, I'm trying to figure out. You, you've got you've got periods where they started just bringing in whoever they wanted. Yeah, you know, um, didn't matter. These societies and stuff like that didn't have standards because they didn't have money. Yes. So that's for me. Money's always kind of the love of money is the root of all evil. But that's it's the only explanation. So that's just I my agree. small little tangent. I, I'm backing up. Like you know, the Freemasons didn't have enough cash, so they're like, hey, let's bring in whatever we can. Back it up, Terry. That's right. Back, back it up. up. Back it up, Terry. But yeah, like that started happening about 1813. So 1813, they wanted to start bringing in people. And 1813 is where they they started that. And that's where they started implementing the same things that now any, any religion can join. Anybody, any religion can join. And um, the same thing that was going on in England 100 years before happened there. They became lawless. They became paganized they said that yeshua or jesus is no longer the no longer cornerstone? the cornerstone the basis mm. of it that he was just a man at this point he's just a prophet he's just this just that and it became that standard and that progressed on through the 1800s and in 1825 uh, john quincy adams the son of john adams decided I'm not standing for this anymore. And you understand that John Adams, this this John Quincy Adams wrote a whole paper on his his father and mm-hmm. why his father was not a Freemason. Okay. And this was okay. in 1825. This was in about that time period. It was it was. It's an in, interest in the early 1800s. If you can remember what you're saying, I'd like to jump in. Go ahead. It's an interesting thought because I was watching a historical. Uh, lecture from mm-hmm. the University of, of Oklahoma from a you know a historian I guess you could say mm-hmm. who was talking about Freemasonry and he specifically said that 1825 which I found was really interesting 1825 was where the United States had more Freemason lodges mm-hmm. here than anywhere else in the world yeah and I thought that was interesting because you start to if as you guys if you guys have been paying attention there's a shift from the Europeans. So we, we, we've talked about this, the Europeans, they have had this, this decline in their people and they started to have a, a, a growth and that started to translate over to America. And then America 
starting out Freemasonry was a Christian organization, but then they started accepting anybody. They had this jump where they had Freemason lodges popping up all over the place. And in 1825, which I found was really interesting, like you said, Freemasonry was bigger in the United States than anywhere else in the world because they had this jump in in membership. Mm-hmm. And like I will say for me personally, and I think Bear also can see also can agree that before this conversation started actually happening amongst us recovering Babylonians, we thought, Bear and I, that mm-hmm. that Freemasonry was like the basis of America. And I'm really starting to see from these first century, or sorry, these first hand documents in the early and early and mid 1700s that our founding fathers were truly Christians. And you, so you start to see that shift from Europe to America and then you see this huge jump. And that's why in 1825 there was, yeah, they could have easily said that America, yeah, America had more Freemason lodges because there was such a huge jump that they were willing to bring all these people in. But as he's explaining with John Quincy Adams, explaining why his father wasn't a Freemason, he's he's expanding on the fact that, you know, in this time period, they started to, you know, stand by mixing Christianity with every other religion as they so wish. So mm. I, I just wanted to throw that in there, but yeah, you can continue. I mean, continue. just another tangent. I mean, it would, be, it would be Quincy Adams, you know, desire mm-hmm. to defend his grandfather in this particular exactly. area because Freemason is father. now becoming... Yeah, father. Or his father sorry, yeah, father. sorry. Sorry. Um, but, but he's trying to defend his honor because at this point, Freemasonry is becoming very synonymous with paganism, Satanism, Muslim, you know, all these kinds of things are all part of it. And it's like, oh, they're just free and they love everything and they want this. And he's like, no, my father was a staunch Christian. Yeah. He yeah. was an anti-Mason. Yeah. So what happened was John Quincy Adams started the uh, anti-Masonic uh, party, the, a political party on anti-Masons and what started it was the fact that a high up Mason was getting ready to write an expose about the stuff going on behind the scenes and Masons murdered him. Ooh, and he got Clinton. Whenever he got, he got Clinton. He had Clinton before it was Clinton. Before, yeah. Maybe they were Clinton. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, it's a oh, family so, history, generational curses. You never know. So uh threes and the fours. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was these Masons that murdered the guy got caught and tried, and the judge was also a Mason, and he refused to give them due punishment for murder in America. And murder in America was death penalty. Yeah, like firing squad death penalty, and the judge let them go because they were Masons and he was a Mason, and it it messed with Quincy crony. Adams. It messed with Quincy Adams, so he started the anti-Masonic uh, party, and it's not what it is nowadays. So the modern American government begins, <laughs> and so, it, so begins. it begins. So what happened then was from. From 1825 to 1835, there was a giant shift. Uh, The number of lodges went down exponentially due to this party. By 1835, the number of lodges in New York went from 240 some to down to 46. And most other uh, states followed suit where they went from high hundreds down to one or two. 
Mm. Pennsylvania went from 116 down to like 16. Like, so a little a little question mm -hmm. did were the were the lodges also considered like did they view them as churches were they synonymous at at a, at a point and they started to s switch is that why there was a decline or is that not known or I know I, I'm, I'm curious I don't know for sure I would say they were more like a frat house that it was just kind of a meeting place okay um so like it'd be well, more like a, a fellowship church hall. today in general what what is a modern church today it is in the general? same thing it, it'd be more like a, the meeting hall of the church okay. it was this area where anybody from any denomination as long as they were professing Christian could get together that's the way it was started mm -hmm. that's All the right. way it was um you know I kind of like that idea it is it's a really I mean, good idea to, it was, just to say that out loud yeah. is like that's a decent idea when it was me. started it was this unity this, that brought all of these different denominations that were in America <gasps> together sorry <laughs> well, it just uh, like just spurred something in my mind you know ahead. the idea that that Jesus was a carpenter uh -huh. mm -hmm. the word in Greek is a just it's not really a carpenter it's a general artisan so if this is new information you guys I would go look up the word when it says carpenter for for Jesus it really just means general artisan in Greek mm. and the common consensus even though it hasn't actually made its way because Bibles were written so long ago um, it, it hasn't really made its way into a Bible but the common consensus is that since stone masonry would have been the most common thing mm -hmm. for a general artisan to do in in Jesus's time most likely he was a stone mason yeah an and not connecting him no, like not, not connecting him directly to, to 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 freemasons but, no, but building building buildings out of stone that's true bu building mason or building buildings out of stone that was the way they did it back then yeah and so building buildings was very very re re repetitive and, um, it was a very important thing to do back then it's also and believed, so anyways yeah, yeah continue sorry it's also believed that i think it was thaddeus was also a stonemason okay one of i believe that's a common belief that thaddeus was also one of jesus's disciples was also a stonemason and they met on a work site or something like along those lines that's at that. least the belief the chosen goes hey with. dallas jenkins you need to uh yeah what's up need, jenkins you, <laughs> you need to check that out you need to add you need to add jesus to the stonemasons you need to yeah. need to contact your so uh contact your catholic <laughs> well Whatever he's got like a catholic a protestant yeah, he's and got all uh, kinds a messianic all yeah. as a like all as a and like another and like a rabbi and a bunch of historians and all kinds oh of yeah stuff. he's got a rabbi and historians but he only ever interviews the uh the, um, the, the messianic the protestant and the catholic, and, and the catholic he priest. mostly uses the rabbi for like the i mean he should have he should have rico cortez on that i'm just saying uh, jenkins, jenkins if the... you're listening to me if you're listening to this, which is very highly unlikely, but if you're listening to this, Rico Cortez is the four, I mean, Joe Good and Rico Cortez are like the four, what is the word? Like, they are the forerunners, like, if you will, when it comes to temple understanding. And if you have anyone else, I mean, a rabbi, you got rabbis, you got, you got Rico Cortez and Joe Good. I mean, right. Rico Cortez, Joe Look Good. Look them up. Look them up. When you get they to the, know when you get to them temple, the temple scenes that Jesus is dealing with, them temple scenes. When he's, Shout out when to Rico Cortez. Love you, bro. What's <laughs> up? Cortez is my bro. Um, okay, so to continue on <laughs> <laughs> after that. So anyways. Guys. Um, <laughs> so anyway, great segue, guys. Let's continue. Temple. So, um, <laughs> so to continue, yeah, after about 1835, that's where Albert Mackey and Albert Pike, the fathers of, fathers of modern Freemasonry, uh, Albert Pike's the author of 
uh, Morals and Dogma. Mm-hmm. One of the, the, the one book that if you're a Freemason and you're writing a book on, on free, if you're a Freemason and you're writing a book on, if you don't quote Morals and Dogma, then the book is immediately tossed out. The book is Ooh, invalidated. Our, I, if you guys don't know... Okay, sorry, another one. Sorry, there's going to be go a ahead. lot of like it's little all segues. If you don't know anything about Albert Pike, I would go research specifically Albert Pike's quote-unquote prophecies about the world wars. He, Albert Pike, was a big-time Satanist, and he was a proclaimed Satanist, <laughs> and he was a terrible person. I'm and just going to say And that. that's where Marxism, you know, Karl Marx and all that comes from. It comes from him. Uh, he was the... Albert Pike was the guy that started the naming of the degrees of Masons. They were they were the ones that... Pike or Marx? Uh, Pike. You said Pike. Okay. Yeah. Marx, Pike. Mark, definitely not. No. No, I was, yeah. I was just curious. Marx the one who started Marx, figuring out how Marx to is a Mason starve well. an entire country. Yeah. Pike, start. he was the one in the Morals and Dogma book that names them. What modern Freemasonry is that we know of today... Mark or not Marx, but Pike was the one that the made it all. Stuff. That created it all. He made the rituals for all of it. He made. He was the guy that designed all of it. Wait, are like you talking a, about the the um, stuff that comes out of your body? Rituals, the yeah. stuff that gives you life. Rituals. Mm. I, I'm not going to get too deep into it because it'll get us banned off of YouTube. Give us all kinds of stuff. We're still on yeah. Rumble. We're <laughs> on Rumble. We got rituals, Rumble. All of the rituals that Freemasons <laughs> did, the blood, the blood oaths, everything like that came around oh. when Pike was, wrote that book. Okay. All, All of right. that stuff. Blood oaths were not part of the original Freemasonry. I'm going to go back and talk a little bit more in depth on ancient, original American Freemasonry, everything like that. Pike was the, the father of modern American Freemasonry. So what we think of today. So what like we you're talking today, about this big shift yeah. that happened from the from like 1812, 18, 1825, 1835, you yeah. know, that area. Into nowadays. Into nowadays. This is where it became this the dark, where, creepy stuff exactly. that we This is know. where American Freemasonry became the paganist, the, the yeah. satanic, the evil thing that it is now. So I would just say that for all of you out there, when you, if you believe that the beginning of our, our of our country was based off of modern free brother mannery, whatever you want to like brother mannery, it it gets really dicey. But whatever, who cares? We're talking about Freemasonry. You know, I'm not going to get Clinton. I hope so. <laughs> you're you're doing um, great. We got you. <laughs> so, but yeah, whenever we talk about modern Freemasonry, mm-hmm. it is not the same as quote-unquote ancient Freemasonry when it came to um, early Christ- or early Christians who founded our cr- country because I will say that I've gone through this evolution as we've been having this discussion and I've had you know disagreements with my brother little John over here and you know he's been him and my dad have been really big on trying to see see this kind of stuff and you know biblical citizenship and um, they have been the reason I have changed my stance on the founding fathers. And I hope that if any of you are out there that that believe that our founding fathers were Freemasons in the context that we understand them today, then you will be like, honestly, read this book. Yeah, give it a you shot. Know, Seriously. Even what, what is the name of the book again? Let's okay. plug, plug the book plug one the, more time. Plugging the book one more time. So the question, it's the question of Freemasonry and the founding fathers by David Barton. And, and David Barton is the founder of the foundation He's, called Wall, yes. Wall Builders. And like I said, it, 
go if you if you think that you understand <laughs> this because you've watched wall a YouTube builders. video, go to wallbuilders.org and be willing to have an open mind as you exactly. read these first because I, I will tell you first from my first first hand account, um from my first hand account, I have changed my stance on the founding of the country as being a Freemasonry. Like just recent, just within you know, the last, just yes, within, within within the last, within the last literally couple of, couple of days. Couple, couple just of studying days, this subject. Just studying this subject. And within the last couple of days, I have changed my stance from George Washington was a grand, grand wizard before there was grand wizards um, <laughs> to he was an actual Christian and free, modern Freemasonry, modern Freemasonry has usurped his role in Freemasonry to something that it was not. And I just want you all, anyone who's willing to listen to this, do your due diligence. If you're willing to watch a, you know, a two hour YouTube video, like I'm sure I have, or if you mm -hmm. spend six hours on, on YouTube watching overall different YouTube videos about Freemasonry and the beginning of America, go watch, go lit, read this book, read spend the, the, time, right. read it. Do the biblical citizenship course that's on wallbuilders.org yes because it is well worth your time and if you're going to be a christian and think that our foundation was not a christian foundation at the end of the day it's going to bring us to a very similar con context which we'll get, get to that. but we're trying to give you guys a foundation of what you know america was actually founded on so that we can have a, a good understanding of what mm -hmm. so that we can't I mean, do in the Hebrew idea, it's called Lashon Hara. And mm. I, I have, I, I, you know, I, I repent of that. I repent of the idea that I have been, you know, you know, giving the evil tongue. Lashon Hara means literally the evil tongue. Lashon is the tongue. Ra means evil. So the evil tongue to my forefathers of this country saying that they are not Christians. And I do sincerely repent of that. Because mm. I am seeing firsthand accounts of them being true men of God, that they desire this country to be a Christian country, and you, you that's just me get, getting a little emotional, getting a little real with you guys. Yeah, I am getting to the point where I I am seeing the fact that the start of our country was not pagan. It was not. We are one of the only. We are probably the only other country. I I would I would argue we are the only country. Who has ever made Yahweh, God of Israel, I you know Isaac and Jacob, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of Israel, to be our God of our country, and we have fallen away from that. But as of right now, they started the country out to be a country founded on the principles that are found in our Bible, founded our scriptures, <clears throat> founded on the character and the authority in the Hebrew, the Shem. The, which literally means the name, the authority, the character, all of that of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. Nice. And so, sorry, I got on that tangent, <laughs> but good, it's a, it, it's a very, it's a very important thing. <laughs> I relieve the soapbox back to Lil John. Well, hold Continue. on. No, I had something to say to that. Oh, uh, let me you say, were making a good okay. point there. You were real emotional about it. Let me it. say one thing real okay, fast go ahead. since we were talking about this. Um, for reference, now, I just want to reference one thing. Um, Again, guys, do the, do this study. Um, we are called as Christians to be truth seekers. Like I said, this the main Show thing. Show yourself that got me, approved, right? Yeah, 
the Ooh. main thing that that got the, got me on this topic was the 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 uh, Proverbs twenty five verse two that said the the we mentioned that last we mentioned week. that last week, but um, again to quote it that uh, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to find it out and search, search it out. It out. Yep. So. Amen. For one thing, uh, David Barton, again, I, I just really want to plug him a lot here. He is an amazing historian. He's got access to all these documents. A lot of the documents are listed in the back of the book. He is a strong Christian as well. Very Sorry. strong Christian. Um, <laughs> in this book, this book is barely 100 pages. The last page, is it is 116 pages. Very Not a very big book. Yeah. No, but the end, Worth the read. The end notes are three. There are 309 end notes. And footnotes that he leaves through the entire book that he has referenced. It is over ten pages of in, in notes. This guy does his studying real well. Nice. He uh, he notes everything. He has the, the sources, the list. Um, the only thing is, sadly, some of the articles that he references I could no longer find. This book um, was written when? In like 2010, 2011. Yeah. So it's an older book, but um, so everything that's, else. That's, that's interesting. Interesting to note too. Some of the ones you can't find anymore. Most of them. It's are because on, the Masons yeah. have removed them from their website. Most of them were on right. the Masons' website, and, and I can't how find interesting any of those. is that that I can the Masons find... are hiding what their what the truth of the yeah. inception was, yeah. so that they can spin their own narrative exactly yeah, the omission of informa information and the omission of evidence is is, is a evidence in itself I yes think. or the omission so um go ahead bear well, I, all I was, I was gonna, gonna say is that i mean you guys are right i mean we've here. got evidence here we've got things here you can look Ugh. into this i mean anybody who's taking on the assumption that this country was born out of rebellion and paganism which i mean it's still some type of uh we're wanting to get away but like even with even with things like Let's say the Catholic denomination down to the Protestant denomination. Getting some of them? Huh? You find some of the chocolate snacks? What's up? No, Ricola. Oh, Ricola. Wait a minute. Sure Wait a minute. That's good, copyright. That's your... copyright. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would put it in a little bit more Ricola. bolder of a way. If you are one of those tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists, come on, take oh, it man. off just for a second. I took mine off. Uh, Isaiah 12, 8. Ooh. He quotes it here. Where's Bible? Let's pull it. Yeah, you go ahead and pull that. I think up. it's it's either Isaiah twelve eight. It's either 12, twelve eight or eight twelve. I think it's twelve. And while he while he's picking, um, while he's sorry. while he's finding this verse, I, I just want to say that I am one of those tinfoil tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists, and I truly believed that what I learned in, in high school and stuff was the truth. I truly believed that that's what they were they, what they were telling me was the truth, but you know. You, you have to be willing to, we, we're not reading firsthand sources in school, uh, in our high school. So he's going to read the verse, but I just want to make that known that, you know, little John and bear and myself, AJ, we, me and me and bear did not agree with little John at the beginning of this. No, 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 no. We were, I, I was, I'm very staunch against, I mean, because of my examples, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, look at the, all the. Romanesque stuff in our stuff. You look at the you look at the Lincoln Memorial, and it says in this temple. Yeah, if you look at the background on on the YouTube uh, screen right now, we have it pulled up. It's uh, in this temple, as in the hearts of the people for whom he saved the Union, the memory of Abraham Lincoln enshrined forever. Okay, there's two words there that give me a real big problem. Exactly, temple and enshrined. <laughs> yeah, yep. but anyway, so that, I mean, like that's the idea. But you you can you can hold on to your conspiracy, but 
take your tinfoil hat off. I mean, we're, we're one of the things that we really want to express in our podcast is, is that we're going to say things, but we're going to try to study out these things. Like, um, we found this evidence, we found these things and we have changed our minds. Give yourself a chance to do that. Keep to your convictions and keep to your faith. And I hope that if you are listening, that you are a professing Christian. And if you are not, if you are not, why don't you try it? Why don't you seek this mm-hmm. out and seek truth? I guarantee you, and it is our faith that you will find it. Yes. Um, so the verse was Isaiah 8, 12 and 13. It says, uh, for the Lord, well, I'm going to back up to, to 11 for it. For the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Doesn't mean don't search out a matter. It just means don't buy into everything you hear. What is yeah. uh you a new king? You a King James only guy? Yeah, I'm a new King it? James only person. New King James. New I, King I James didn't only. realize. I I use New King James too. I use I didn't New King James most thus. of the time. No, oh, the saith the Lord. The saith it's the not Lord. nearly as bad as King James, like reading wise. But I like New King James. No, I do too. Most. I agree. Those are the two that I use for everything. I, I, I read all the the, the NET is a really good one as well. I've heard of that one. That's so which one? New New English translation. Yeah, New English translation. Yeah, New it calls it calls the Feast of Sukkot the Feast of uh, what is it called? It temporary dwelling, temporary shelters. Cool. The, the feast, feast of temporary, of temporary yeah. shelters. It's quite quite a long time. I'm fine with Sukkot. Sukkot. <laughs> Sukkot. So uh, continuing on, I wanna I wanna dive back into the Freemason Christian era, as I'm gonna put it. From 1717 to 7, uh, 1812. Gotcha. 1813. Their, their Christian era, they published many documents. Excuse me, guys. Published many documents of proclaiming Christ, you know, encouraging that. They had multiple times where they brought reverends in and teach or taught gospel, preached that. Into these Masonic temples. Yes, they, that David Barton brings up all of these uh, these sections of these uh teachings of these teaching these reverends did and they were big name reverends back in, in early american time periods um like the reverend uh benjamin franklin not benjamin franklin but no wasn't others. he a president uh, yeah he was a president didn't you know oh my god oh, yeah he's on the, he's on our money he's on he's our on, money he's, he's on got our money be. of course he is of course he is man president. Which so president? so uh a lot of this stuff really shows their origin as being christian like like if you're if you're bringing in Christian people and you claim to be a deist, you're in violation of a de- of a deist society. A deist is mm. a, a Christianity is straight up against deism because right. it constantly proves the providence of God. And that's a term that our founding fathers used all the time. And that's mainly because they were Anglican and Episcopal. Uh, a lot of them were in an Episcopal, especially Providence. Episcopalian, yeah. Episcopalians. You're saying a lot our founding them. fathers were, but they believed in the providence of God. Yes, they believed in the providence of God. Did they, they name a city, Providence, uh, Rhode Island. Rhode oh, sorry, go on. Rhode Island. I don't know if they what's the capital of Rhode Island. Providence or Quahog? I don't know. Okay, I didn't know. It got quiet. No, <laughs> I think it's Peter, Peterville. 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 Um, so, with that, like, I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit now on 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 founding fathers claimed like uh i think it's cornell let me look again let me look 
just so I'm not misquoting anything. <laughs> I have it marked here. Okay, so... Peterlandia. Uh, John Adams, Peterlandia. John Adams and Samuel Adams both were ones that have been claimed in the past as being Freemasons. Both of them claimed multiple times that they were never Freemasons. Uh, James Madison was another one. Uh, and he also first-hand said, sources, guys. First-hand these were sources. first-hand sources, and this also says that there's no evidence, uh, there's no Yeah, but wouldn't a Freemason tell you that they're not a Freemason? Not if they're a society with secrets, not a secret society. I was about society. to say, they're, they're not quite like Islam, where Islam will claim, <laughs> they will lie to infidels, it's, and it's in their book, yeah. they will lie to infidels they, on purpose, they would. to spread Sharia law, that is yeah. not what Freemasons yeah. do. And if you're, and, and in this time, it was a big thing to be a Freemason. You were uh, part of a, almost like a club and a community. It wasn't necessarily evil or wrong to be one. These guys just didn't see the point in it. So like when I was in my bowling league? Basically, it was like a bowling league. Oh, okay. Well, that's I mean, more you're, or less. If your bowling league you made famous. It, it, right, if you right. were a Freemason, it wasn't necessarily looked down upon or anything like that. It was, you were part of this extra club. And most of the founding fathers didn't see a point in it. So they weren't part of it. Or they were never introduced to it. It's like being in a frat, like he was talking about. It's a other. fraternity. It was like one of the original fraternities. Gotcha, okay. So then uh, Thomas it's Jefferson. Jobs, but doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Jefferson was another one, and he said that uh, no mention of the fraternity masonry appears in his mi uh, millions of words he wrote, and which are in print. Strict search has, uh, has uncovered no evidence. And that's from the MSA, uh, the MSA of North America. You don't want to tell people that you're a baby eater. Okay, so the uh, the MSNA is a uh, organization called the Masonry. I have it here. MSNA. The MSANA is called the Ma Mas Masana. Uh, Masonic Service uh, Service Association of North America, and they call themselves the Servants of the Freemasons. Servants of the Freemasons. Or servants of Freemasonry. And that's where David Barton's pulling some of these sources from. And this is a article that they did back in 2000, uh, 2010 <coughs> that is no longer available. Uh, I tried to find it I, and they pulled it off. This is also from a couple books that he references in the footnotes, some of, some of the other ones. Um, I'm only going to talk about one more and that is uh, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, the ones that I'm talking about here were were four of the big founding, like big ones that were claimed. And Alexander Hamilton also says there is no evidence of his activity or in or connection with the Masonic fraternity. Just as far as anybody can find, there's no evidence. And yeah, people can claim, well, they were just really good at hiding it and everything like that. There's a point where that no longer becomes a, that that's more an excuse than a reason. Yeah, I mm -hmm. agree. If if it's claimed that nobody can find it because they were secretive of, of it, over and over and over again, that that at that point's an excuse. That's to, my claim. That's at that point <laughs> it's an excuse to not search. You're making excuses, out. Uh, Obviously, wow. No so that's and then George Washington had multiple accounts of prayer. He was part of a team that prayed for three hours in Independence Hall. All right. Praying over the independent, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. He was part of a team that was on their knees in there for three hours. He's got his nephew who saw him multiple times in his study with his Bible open, doing devotions. He's got his do adopted daughter who countlessly said that he's a man of prayer 
and to and she quoted in error not quoted but she stated that to question George Washington's Christianity was to question his patriotism and whether he was a patriot or not. Okay. Well, she he, was, he wasn't Christian. He wasn't a patriot. That's that's where I got to so, go. So, so George Washington was a Satanist? And Satanist therefore not a real American, apparently. George Washington wasn't even an American. Really? Yeah. You said if you question his Christianity, yeah. you have to question his patriotism. I question his Christianity. So then on that argument... He didn't, even, he didn't even want to be president. What American wouldn't want to be president? Yeah. What kind of American somebody was he? Somebody Little John. Somebody who's humble and doesn't want to be the center of everybody's attention. I tell you what, most of our presidents have been the greatest at being humble. <laughs> the greatest. The greatest. They're hosted the, best. the greatest oh TV God. shows ever. Ever. By American. <laughs> I feast with the football team with Big Macs. That's American right there. How dare you? If you question my patriotism, you you're questioning my Christianity. <laughs> if you do not love McDonald's, then you are not an American. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess I'm not an American. <laughs> that is prime, 100% USDA beef. <laughs> I will say that if we're going on this tangent about presidents, <laughs> Trump never said that he needed to repent. Yeah, that's that's, that's the truth, guys. I mean, that, that's Trump true. said he does not need to repent. Point blank, he asked, he was asked the question, "Do you believe you need to repent?" And he said, "Well, you know, I'm a good guy. I go to Presbyterian church every once in a while, and yeah. you know." Mm. I don't need to repent. I don't, you know. I I, I talk to God and I tell him, you know, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, big guy, you know, <laughs> hey, big guy, whatever he oh, said. Boy. I forgot what he. I, I think don't know specifically. I'd, I'd like to hear that. For one giving me the tenacity no, he, and the testosterone. He clearly <laughs> says that he does not need to repent. I'm like, dude. Okay, all right, right, all right He is right. not the guy. He's that's true. He's that's not true. We're making fun of the president of the United States. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it wasn't exactly the Sean or Raw, though. I mean, he's kind of easy to make I mean, fun he, of. I mean, he, he says it pretty openly, so it's yeah, just... Yeah, he wasn't. Pretty... And this is what we're getting into now is... is so was so, George Washington a Satanist? I, I personally, I personally disagree. I don't think he was. I think that that... I think I agree with you. I think that too much evidence points to him being a staunch Christian. And, being, and basically, it's in the standpoint of, do you discount firsthand accounts, or do you have to perpetuate the law. perpetuate something else i mean mm, that's a good point it's it's this it's that's the argument here if i discant hand personal accounts well what's your evidence that he was now everything that says freemasonry was pagan was evil and everything like that started in 1825 mm, and yeah. like you said that was the the like bear said that was the turn in 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 america where we started doing christmas <laughs> Excuse Ooh. me, guys. That one hurt. Ooh. That's where we started doing Christmas. That's where we started... Uh... Is that a polyp? Yeah, polyp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we started into, into Christmas, into, into America's paganistic turn that we see nowadays. It was within 50 years of the Founding Fathers. Mm. You know, barely after they had all died. And... Um, and that's where we get a lot of our, uh, we, we talked about it earlier, and this is where we talk about it in depth now, is our monuments, the Abraham Monument. All of those monuments that, are, that were built for our founding fathers in D.C., yeah. all of that came around a hundred plus years after the death of them all. Yeah, this is plenty of time after the death of these people without first-hand accounts anymore where you can really rewrite the narrative. And, and, and I know that that's still a tinfoil hat thinking, but I mean... Tell me something. When has the society that we live in not tried to write their own narrative? We we have. We've got Woodrow Wilson, and 
so many people think that he was a decent president. He was a terrible president. He's mm. probably the worst president in, his, in history. And that's a big claim. We've had a lot of bad presidents. Oh, but no. The big guy's pretty bad, too. Yeah. The big guy. Yeah. Coolidge. Coolidge. Yeah, he was oh, pretty no, big. I'm thinking, he, of, he couldn't I'm thinking of, you know, JRB. JRB? Oh, uh, right. Brandon? Yeah, Mr. Brandon. Pre right. President Brandon? Okay. President Brandon. He, I mean, he's pretty bad. But, but uh, Woodrow Wilson... Is that the one that I... I don't remember. You said Woodrow Wilson was a really yeah, bad Woodrow president, Wilson, but yes, it's Woodrow perpetuated. Like, Sorry, we're confusing what did, what did you. Do, yeah, I'm like, guys... What did, what did Woodrow Wilson do to the education so system? what he did to the education system was he rewrote American history to get rid of every black guy. Every black person. What? Exactly. Every black American who fought in the Revolutionary World, Revolutionary War, the first, the first man killed was a black man in the Revolutionary War. The last man to kill somebody, to kill a, a uh, lieutenant or a captain or a commander, I don't mm -hmm. remember which, which status in the British Army he was. Some, someone who counted. Someone who counted was a black man. He was the one who ended the war. Was and Woodrow Wilson's wiped out. And he got rid of it all. All of, the, all of it. He was a massive racist. He got rid of it all. And so now we have this uh, 1619 project that uh, New York Times put out back in 2019. Which was an op-ed. It was. And um, doesn't have any footnotes in it. None. It, uh, it rewrote history again to say that America started in 1619 when the first slaves arrived in uh, Virginia. No, no. What? No, that didn't start in 1619. It, yeah, well the first slave the first slave trade started in 1619 in, in America. The issue is that nobody looks up at Massachusetts. Massachusetts, same year, that's when they instituted every slave that comes into Massachusetts territory is immediately freed. And mm -hmm. that went on to affect most of the nation. Virginia affected the South. Ah, I see. I see. All of this stuff. this stuff has been changed and shifted because of what we talked about last, last week. If you can change a nation's faith and basis, you can destroy their morality, their laws, their education, and turn their liberty into a tyrannical power, like what England had done. And doing it without any type of real... It doesn't even try that hard. It's it doesn't simply, even try that. It's, 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 it's simply changing a good name to a bad name. I mean, it's, it's easy to do that. I mean, and, and you can honestly write that down <coughs> to like the pure source of evil just yeah. just just a twist here just a seed of doubt there yeah it's not it's not it the devil himself is extremely subtle god is big loud and lightning yep. but the devil himself is subtle and quiet did god really no, say exactly yeah. did, did god, god this, really this serpent that that moves very slowly that's not necessarily fast unless it wants to be unless it gets that advantage on something that's why it hisses it whispers surely Surely you will sure not die. You won't die. Exactly. Be as God. And so, yeah, if you can change, and that's why this has happened, that's why this has taken over, because I truly believe this is my biblical, there's no, no evidence, quote-unquote, to back this up. This is my biblical standpoint on this, is that I, I agree with AJ. We were founded on a very biblical basis, and if that's changed, America is lawless. And mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing now in modern America. And I think that's what happened after that 1835 year is masonry just went rampant. And that's what happened. Uh, and, and the evidence supports it. That in 
1835, after the anti-Masonic party ran its course, the amount of lodges in New York went from 46 to over 400. Mm, it shot back up. Everything shot back up. Fourfold, because it was like 100 and something you said, and then went down to 40, and then went up to 400. Exactly. It went, shot up. They called them lodges, temples. Lodges, grand lodges, everything shot up. And that was during Albert Mackey and Albert Pike. Um, John Quincy Adams tried as hard as by the end of it, he he did something that nobody saw. It, it, it caused something that nobody foresaw. It made it more. It's like it's like our eyes. We see something that's told is forbidden, and Ooh, we taboo we the any, forbidden fruit. Exactly, the we wanted any even more because of that. So whenever that happened, and they didn't weren't able to eradicate it all, it made it spike up even more. Mm. And then the you second wipe it all out, it comes back seven times. Exactly. Seven friends. The uh, then after that, another anti-Masonic party started, but it was only in churches. Hmm. So not the political power that they were, and people tried to get it back, but nobody listened. And that's why it has become what it has today. That's why all of our monuments are these Greco-Roman monuments that talk about a temple and being enshrined. That's why our George Washington Monument is this massive obelisk in the middle of D.C. That's why painted on the Capitol building, exactly. it looks like That's he's why... being risen to Olympus exactly. with the gods themselves the, as Zeus yeah. himself. All of the go, go look at of the George Washington. Go, if you guys haven't seen it, go look at the apotheosis of George Washington. Exactly. He's sitting in the throne of Zeus, enshrined as Zeus. And it's not because George Washington was a mason. It's because the people afterwards wanted to take him and... Uh, idolize him as someone that they could say oh well he attended some freemason meetings let's enshrine him as the god of freemasonry and as depicted as zeus yeah and and most of those paintings came around in late late, 1800s. late 1800s early 1900s yep the one on the front of dave barton's book was in the 1900s mm. There was only one that was ever made no, of late, I mean, it's even more important to say late 1900s. It you was, said it like, was in like 1990s. 1919, yeah, 1990s. How, how insane is that? Right. Within, the la- within the last 60 years. <clears throat> like, really recent. Um, yeah. I think we looked up the apotheosis of, of apotheosis of George Washington was painted in the rotunda of the Capitol in the late 1800s. I think exactly. it was 1893. Yeah. I think it's what it was. 1800s. You know, maybe um, it was '97, but maybe. very, very late. Some, something like that, late 1900s. That was 100 years after he had died. Yeah. You can't like, you can't say that he wanted that. The one painting of George Washington when he was alive, he would, he didn't even want to sit for. It. He didn't agree with it because in his whole lifetime, he went to a max maximum of maybe 14 Mason meetings. That was during a Christian time period in Masonry most of which were during the Revolutionary War because that was the only time sermons were being taught in the military camps. Outside of it, yeah. he went to only four meetings. I'm looking at the apotheosis here. It's pretty bad. It's pretty weird, and, isn't it? Uh, that's pagan. It's real Super pagan. pagan. Yeah. That's pagan. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the words in this temple are right behind Lincoln's head. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, you've got obelisks, you've got Romanesque statues, you've got all this influence that have just come up and go and kept going i mean like the romans are the ones who destroyed the temple in jerusalem yeah and and it, like we've mentioned before and we will mention multiple times in future episodes but just a hint at it there's a statue in daniel babylon is the head and it is every bit of one of these societies 
that have just gone down. We and are I, Babylon made. We over. are now. I think that whenever we started, we weren't. I think that now we are. Well, and I, I, I think going on, I've talked to you guys about it a little bit, but the idea of mystery Babylon, people say mystery Babylon. Yeah. But the, the it says that the one, the woman riding the, the dragon with the blood of the saints, it says that she, her, she has a name written on her forehead. It says mystery comma is her name. Mystery is the name Babylon the Great. So it's not mystery Babylon. It's mystery Babylon the Great. And in the time of John who wrote it, Babylon was not in power anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how is Babylon still in power in the end if Babylon has been dismantled? And it's because the head of gold that was talked about in the prophecy of Daniel, in the story of Daniel, because it wasn't technically a prophecy, but it was a dream, that golden head if you understand the Hebraic concept of Rosh, which means head or beginnings, the head of the statue is gold. The head is Babylon. And so if you continue with that, that idea of the head being where the, the authority comes from, you can understand why the woman riding the dragon is mystery, Babylon the Great. Because the mystery is, how is Babylon still in power in the end? In the end of all of this stuff, how is Babylon still in power? And we can see that now because Babylon is the head, the toes down to the Roman Empire mingled with clay with the 10 Germanic tribes sprinkled across all of the world. That is the culmination of that statue. It is showing that in the modern day, we see the, the you know, Rome, you call it Rome, you call it Egypt, you call it Mesopotamia. You call it Medo-Persia. You call it Greece. All of those are a culmination of what? China. Babylon. <laughs> Sorry, God. The Sorry. dragon. The Babylon's dragon. riding the dragon. <laughs> Who knows? It's so it's sprinkled in every culture. Sprinkled into every Western civilization. When we talk about Western civilization, we are talking about Babylon being sprinkled all over the world. Mm -hmm. And our, for our forefathers weren't, the, I mean, they really did enjoy you know western civilization they yeah. really did enjoy the roman greco-roman um it was just the thing to do for an educated person to know the history of all this yeah. and they you know we can't fault them for for knowing that stuff in, and and in their school system it was uh basically always taught to everybody that you like you were taught the last five thousand years of history they had to know everything yeah. That was part of it. So they all knew Latin. They all knew Greek. They all studied that stuff. That's mm -hmm. just, it was a common practice back then. That's why all of our, of uh, all of our things on the, our, our money and different things are all in Latin or e our, legal, our legal yeah. system. If you ever have a legal document, it's in Latin. You, it's all in Latin. And if you look at it, it's because, yeah, that's how our legal, that's how our, our, our country was raised. We are Rome. <laughs> but to you know understanding that's why we that's why we call ourselves recovering babylonians because we come out of babylon which is this mystery idea that is basically entrenched in all of western civilization and nobody knows it it's almost like it's a mystery to everybody so yeah mystery is shrouded hmm. in darkness interesting mm -hmm. her name is mystery interesting in yeah. darkness she is secret. babylon the great but her name is mystery her name is mystery and that's very interesting she is babylon the great 
Babylon the Great, yeah. but her name is a mystery because. See, well, and we'll get into this further and stuff like that. But names mean the character of the person. Yeah, they do. Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, that's what it is. You have someone who, in the Bible, they would name somebody after what they were—the piece, the heel grabber, the you know, all that kind of stuff, or whatever. What does Jacob's name mean? Uh, heel grabber, heel tail grabber. grabber. They say deceiver, but it doesn't mean that. It yeah. means grabber. Yod, like hand. Yod. Grabbing Akov the heel. And that's what Jacob did, and so that's Grab what Jacob was named. Right. Therefore, if Babylon is named, if Babylon the Great is named mystery, therefore it is mystery. Babylon also means confusion. Babel. That's true. Babel. Babel. Confusion. confusion. Mystery. Confusing this mystery. Shrouded in darkness type of idea. Exactly. They tell you that they were Christians, and then they tell you that they were Satanists, and then we figure out that they're Christians for real, and then it's back to Satanism but again. Back to, and then, Satanism. <laughs> back to that. It's confusion. It's, it's mystery. Exactly. So it's this. That's that's what I think has happened. I think that we've been deceived. We've been confused into this idea because it's just been word vomited over and over and over again, yeah. and you end up having to believe it because it's all, all you were shown. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think um, one of the big things with all of this is why we call ourselves Recovering Babylonians is because we understand that we are in Babylon. Yeah. It was one of the bigger things, and the bigger things in my faith is, and you guys can even see it on my Twitter profile, my location is in exile. I know that I am not in the place that I'm supposed to be or that I'm yeah. destined to be. I know that my original purpose was to be a priest on a hilltop garden and to be an image of God himself. And yeah. we obviously are not living in that. We put our images up of our own kings and our own gods. But, man, I sure do want to get out of that. Yeah. I sure do I not want to have that entrenched in me. That, and, I, and just to be fully recovered and restored one day cool. is amazing. <laughs> I... I it's speculation, but I even think our founding fathers thought the same thing. You think I so? I really do. I think that they, because they, they, the world they grew up in was was basically Europe. England was Babylon for them. That It was this It was way too close to the Vatican. It was tyrannical. <laughs> it was this tyrannical power that claimed that they were deity. Uh, that, that they were deity. Mm -hmm. that, that the kings said that I'm God, I, I'm the son of God, I'm the embodiment of God, and I set up the law and the power and the rules, and... Excuse me. <laughs> and I think that that's where, what they saw is, wait a minute, we're in Babylon again. I think right. they, they, were, they were at that attempt that we're at, we're trying to get out of it so Did you just say, did you just say... Yes. That George Washington was a recovering Babylonian? I think he was. You know what, I am just fine. I think thinking that makes me feel like I'm in now. good company. I'm in good company. I think so too. I think that they were all in this recovering Babylonian mindset. Mindset. They all knew the scriptures. They all read them regularly. They knew that they they understood some degree of this stuff. They uh, they were in the the Puritan the Pilgrim time period where where you know Sabbath was still important to them. Mm -hmm. Where where everything was biblically based where their faith in God was so important that they died for it. Like, yeah. uh, it's argued that the founding or that the Revolutionary War was a rebellion. We've had this discussion because it's something that, that we all have thought. Well, it had to be a rebellion. If you understand the time period and the understanding that the tyranny that was going on was a biblical tyranny it was equivalent to that of the Maccabees in Greece. That... Mm these mm. 
Read, read about this in the uh, first and second book of Maccabees. Yes. and You and might have to get your Catholic Bible for that, but... But it's worth reading. Read the book of Maccabees. If you can get your hands on it, it's, on, it's online. It is a phenomenal book. It's a historical text about the Maccabean Revolt. You can look up the Maccabean Revolt also. There's this Jewish... They were Jews who revolted against Greece when Alexander the Great took over Israel. Ugh. And... Uh, that's basically where England was. England had set up Church of England. This and is when they, like Antiochus Epiphanes was there and yeah. they could force them to eat pig. Exactly, and... that kind of stuff. A lot of that stuff was happening. They they outlawed uh, Jewish, uh, Jewish like Sabbath had to be Sunday, not Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was Catholic. Uh, that was Catholic that was, uh, and that, that was, was carried over with carried the Church all of England. Over into the Church of yep. England, you're right. Exactly. That was a Constantinian decree. That's actually what that's called. So, the, yeah. the Venerable Day of the Sun. All of that stuff stemmed from this Catholicism that Church of England carried over with them and was enforcing just like the Catholics did. The, uh, all of that same stuff. So like the Puritans and the Pilgrims, that's why they left because they believed that the Bible was completely true and that they had to be keeping Sabbath Saturday, that they that the, their Sabbath was Saturday. Small tangent, small, you don't have to answer right now, but do you think that the reason George Washington crossed the Delaware on Christmas Eve was because he didn't celebrate it? Yeah. Mm. They didn't. Yeah. They weren't celebrating it. There was, there's, no, there's no record of there's it. No there's record no record that they celebrated Christmas. There's none. There's no record of them celebrating Christmas at all. Now, see, you've got a bunch hey, of you staunch guys wanna, conservatives You guys want to wait till the next day? Nah, let's, let's make sure we cross but this the, river on Christmas Eve. Make sure people know. But the, uh, <laughs> there, well, the, that's good the point. I think it was the Essenes that they were going to attack. Mm-hmm. They were, I, I don't know where in, they in were. In Maccabees with the Maccabean Revolt. What do you mean? Is what you're talking about. No, not the Maccabean Revolt. The, the Essenes, you're saying. The Essenes were the Maccabean Revolt. No, he was going was, to fight the British. No. In, in the crossing of the Delaware? Yeah, Do- Delaware. He was going to fight Essenes also. Essenes were guns for hire. Oh, they were mercs. Oh, okay. They were mercs. you mean the Essenes, like... No, no, yeah. no! You were thinking Assyrians. <laughs> no, I was thinking the Essenes, the like Essenes in the first century. And yeah, right. the Essenes in George Washington's like time were guns for hire, but they were going to fight them. That's what they were doing okay. in the crossing of the Delaware. But yeah, they didn't celebrate Christmas. That there's no record of that. Um, so we've seen all of this evidence, everything like that. Um, I believe that we all fall here, basically. That, that my mind's changed. I don't think that uh, uh, George Washington was a baby-eating wow. Satanist. He's exactly. not a baby-eating Satanist. Nice. No. Wow. That they none of them were. And the mind that, blows. Whoa. Emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> so um, to kind of wrap things up, we see that how we how we started. We were Christian-based. Yes. We see that now, after all of the Freemasonry, all of the Illuminati, all of the paganism that has infiltrated America, that it is no longer Christian-based. What, as recovering Babylonians, can we do to better ourselves, better our families, and and better, not our community, but the people that we can influence? What can we do to make sure that that what we've learned here today, what we've been learning, isn't continued on, that the lie is no longer being carried on. I mean, to go back into what we've always said, I mean, what we what we base ourselves off in spirit and truth, I mean, one of the pillars of our ideals is, is our education, and I believe that we should be teaching our children this upstanding morality. Yeah. Because if we can learn it a little bit as adults, if we can dig into it and give them that true, I mean, 
Berean is the word for studying out the scriptures, but yeah, I mean, like Berean. having that kind of a mentality within even your own things. Don't take anything at face value. You know, it's not. It's okay to have your tinfoil hat on for a second. Be yeah. a skeptic of the world. Exactly, a skeptic. Be, be that. Be willing to. Oh, be willing to see the truth, but it's in your face. Exactly. Don't don't be so skeptical that whenever evidence is presented to you, you say no, that can't possibly be true because it disapproves with your worldview. Yeah, don't right. put your tinfoil hat over your eyes. Exactly. Ooh, that's, a, that's good a good phrase. one. Don't be don't be so don't be so knowledgeable that you become blind. That's the quote. Don't that's don't do one. that to yourself. That's that's no longer being a truth seeker. It's being a gnostic. Exactly. It's called gnosticism. Gnosis. Gnosis. Yes, if you're the so pursuit of knowledge, yeah, exactly. you don't gnosis nothing. You don't gnosis so, anything. I think I think personally, this is my opinion on this. If we can teach our community, teach our children, and I mean that as in teach our like our our community, like we're doing here in our podcast. If we can just present our evidence that we found, let the evidence speak for itself. Tell our children, teach them upright ways. And continue on with what we're doing. I think that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And so I would just say that um, we appreciate you guys so much for joining us on this episode of Recovering Babylonians. Mm -hmm. As we've dived into the origins of our American, um, what was meant to be our Christian foundings. And I think on our next episode, we will be discussing what it means to be an American and the liberty which we have through Christ in in the context of our American freedom as it is today. There you go. Yeah. So we uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you all. And we look forward to having our next discussion on Recovering Babylonians. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on this episode. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, please consider liking and subscribing to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on all of our social media, <laughs> right down there in the description. And even if the host's personal accounts are there, you can drop a follow. Also, if you really liked it, we have a PayPal, a Patreon, a Venmo, a Cash App. Just, just saying, just saying. Uh... Now, this is an exciting venture for us, and we look forward to growing with you as a community and with support from you. Thank you for joining us on this road to recovery.